Hello and welcome back to episode number three of the podcast. It is great to have you back. Great to have you tuning in. I hope you are enjoying the episodes coming up. So a little update on myself. It is Wednesday today. It is Wednesday, Wednesday the 22nd of May and my show is on Sunday the 27th. It is very, very close. We've been prepping since since early, early November, um, dieting down everything being leading up to this. So I cannot wait to get on stage. I cannot wait to experience it. And it's going to be very, very, very good. I cannot wait. Um, so podcast today, I wanted to touch again on sort of, so episode number one was in relation to bodybuilding and balance. And I wanted to touch on sustainability today. So I wanted to highlight the fact that for a large number of us, being sustainable, being more sustainable will lead to greater results. So so you don't have to be that person that, that can't go out to social occasions, be that person that can't go out to meals. Yes, obviously, you have to be restrictive sometimes. You have to say no sometimes because if you were to say yes to everything, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be living the life that you wanted. You'd be living in someone else's shoes and you'd be doing what they say. But that doesn't mean that you can't go out to social occasions. Obviously, during different phases, you're going to have to be more restrictive. Um, for example, me being a couple of days out from my show, I'm not just going to accept an invitation to go out to to McDonald's, to KFC. Not that anything's wrong with that because at the end of the day, it would be calories. If it fitted my macros and calories, okay, but you'd have to look at sort of sodium retention, water, digestion, those foods I'm not used to, um, whatnot. It, it wouldn't be a wise decision to do that a couple, uh, so close to your show. But what I'm trying to say is for, for the majority of us, um, especially when we're not this close to a contest, you don't need to be as as restrictive as potentially you're being because sustainability, if our training plan, if our nutrition plan, if our program as a collective is not sustainable, then it's not going to allow us to reach our goals. It's not going to allow us to reach our goals consistently because we aren't going to be able to adhere. And if no matter how damn good your program is, if you can't sustain it, if you can't adhere to it consistently, then there's no point having a really damn good program. Because at the end of the day, a program is as good as you are. A program is as good as you're able to be, you're able to sustain to it, and you're able to follow it. Um, because, because being sustainable is something that's necessary. You can't expect to get the results you're after if you're if you're ridiculously restrictive for a couple of days of the week and then bang for the rest of the week you go out and splurge you want a plan that allows you to be sustainable and obviously this is hugely dependent on individuals because some individuals lead a different lifestyle where they have to go out they have to do this they have to do that work for example maybe slightly um the hours might mean that they can't they can't weigh out foods and that's absolutely fine but you need to find a plan that's sustainable to you be it if it's guidelines to follow for each meal or if it's just looking at positive habits forming positive habits that have set you up for a lifestyle and, and set you up to reach your goals because sustainability is a must and that's sort of on the topic of of meal plans or or guidelines or if it fits your macros and what i find from working with all my clients is initially obviously dependent on the person their experience but say for example a client came to me who was relatively new to the gym they hadn't experienced um hadn't had as much training experience as someone who had been training for for a little while 
so there would be no need to put them on a hugely restrictive plan. For the general population, you never really need to be hugely restrictive. Not that I only work with general population clientele, I work with quite a wide range of, of clients, but for for general population in this scenario, I always start them just off on macro-based coaching. So I'll give them guidelines, but we'll, our main emphasis is just on daily macros. Yes, we'll look at saturating carbohydrate around our training, but if they're generally just looking for weight loss, just looking for some muscle gain, improvements in their lifestyle, you don't need to worry about these finer, finer details. For example, some of them do. Some of them want, want me to give more information about these, but you have to know where and when to give out this information. Don't get me wrong. I give out as much information as possible. and I give my clients the best service that I possibly can and the best service that is required for them to reach their goals. But you have to, you don't want to overwhelm certain clients with with too much information. You have to choose where to apply this information and where to to not apply this information. For example, some individuals do not want a a set meal plan and and it shouldn't be given a set meal plan. That's where a macro-based coaching, guideline coaching, positive habit-based coaching, um, calorie counting coaching, teaching them how to form these positive habits and set them up for a lifetime is the best option. But obviously what I'm trying to say is you need to assess which clients you need this or for example assess yourself. What would be the best option for yourself, your current state of lifestyle, your current goals and then from that you can decide because following back in, linking back in, sustainability. That's sort of where if it fits your macros as well. That's what I wanted to touch on. So if it fits your macros, I-I-F-Y-M. It's a great approach but... um, does it does it allow you to reach your goals? Yes, for the majority of us, but for example, for myself, when you come down, or for example, anyone dieting down, when you diet down for a long period of time, you can become hugely food focused. And the problem with if it fits your macros, I find that it can just cause yourself to become even more food focused. Because for example, yes, you might have a craving for something, which is fine. Yes, by all means, fit it in. But having a craving for something and then fitting it into your macros may cause you to then just think, okay, damn, I need some more of that. I need some more of that. I need some more of that. And then you could just end up splurging. But if it fits your macros, definitely has its place. But for example, myself being a couple days out from my show, if it fits your macros, wouldn't be a hugely advantageous option really for myself, in my opinion, because I know the foods that work well for me that digest well for me because digestion should always be at the forefront of our decision making in terms of food choices and that's why working with clients for a longer period of time or 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 training for a longer period of time getting more experience you can then assess things longer because you've got more data gathered you've got more more um, research about yourself and you've got more experience but for example now a couple days out if it fits your macros if I was to go oh I might as well go down to McDonald's, not that anything's wrong with McDonald's, like I said earlier, um, but you'd have to assess what would, what would be the outcome of that because, yes, it might fit your, my macros and calories, fine, but, but the sodium content, the ability for my body to hold excess water through the sodium in the water, and the fact that I'm not used to eating foods like that, so would my digestion be affected? And, and after dieting down for such a damn long period of time, why waste something or why potentially risk something so close to a show? 
ask yourself that. Not that I have anything wrong with that. It's just time and place. As always, it's having a plan that's sustainable for you and knowing the time and place where and when to apply different aspects. But that I wanted to also touch on motivation and, and what I have learned from this contest prep. So I have learned a huge, huge deal about myself. I have learned the mentality and, and, and how far you can continue digging when really you think you can't. How much it takes just to, just to get the job done. For example, some days you don't feel like training, so it's just getting your headphones on, going in the gym and getting what needs to be done done training hard when you don't have any fuel fuel for performance it's just about mentally going to that place and being able to go to that place and realize that okay I've got a job to get done I've got a competition I'm stepping on stage in a couple weeks time and if I truly want to know that I've given this everything and I truly want to feel like when I step on stage I couldn't have given it this more I've applied as much to this prep as possible that's what you need to think about. You need to think about the why, the reasoning why you started this and the reasoning why you're going to continue continue doing this because there's no good jumping into a program if you don't have a why. You need to have a why because you need to saturate your program about achieving that why, achieving those goals and using that, that, that why you started, the goals as a driving force to keep you motivated and to keep you progressing. Because yes, you won't feel motivated every day. That's just that's just how it is. That's how life is. But those that are able to think, okay, I don't feel motivated now, but I know where I have to be and I know where I want to be. They're the people that get get the job done, and they're the people that reach their goals. Because not it is it's just a given. You won't feel motivated every day. But but like I said, those that are able to to not feel motivated every day but still get the job done, they're the ones that are truly going to continue progressing forwards. But in terms of sort of what I have learned is you need another perspective on things. You need someone that's going to be honest to you and tell you how you're looking. So you need someone else that you trust and that not only is close to you and that you trust, but someone that's close to you and you trust and that is going to be honest and tell you if you're looking bad, tell you if you're looking good, tell you if, for example, you think that you're ready, they need to tell you if you're not, they need to tell you to keep on digging, they need to tell you to pull back, they need to tell you to to potentially take your foot off the pedal or put your foot down on the pedal, they need to tell you the the other perspective that you need to see because the thing with the contest prep is you become so blinkered you become so blinkered to external sort of external factors in a way and you sort of you're blinkered in your one end term goal everything's progressing towards that everything's going towards that goal when in reality sometimes you need to take your foot off the pedal and think about the longer term picture you need to also be setting short-term goals as with everything i always get this done with my clients we set weekly goals in terms of what we're looking to achieve by our next check and by our next point where we're taking progress pictures by the next point not that everyone takes progress pictures but the next point where we where we check in you need to make sure you set these short-term goals and you think, right, next week, achieve this goal. Next week, achieve that goal. And then by the time you've achieved all these short-term goals, you'll be ready on stage day and you'll achieve the long-term goal. Because it is daunting um, on a contest prep because you, ca- you, you have to expect to not feel your best every single day. Every single time of the day, every single day of the week, because that is a given. Dieting down is something that, well, dieting down is is 
fine, it, it is something that sometimes has to be done. But dieting down to a contest condition, your body doesn't want to go that extra mile. But it's sort of just putting the putting the headphones in, like I said, and realizing, right, this is the goal that has to be done, and I have to go out and achieve that goal. So I hope that gave you a little insight into sort of how I've I've found my prep and a little insight into sort of if it fits your macros and the approach in terms of sustainability, bodybuilding and sustainability. That's what I wanted to touch on. So I hope you guys enjoyed that podcast. It's just a nice little snippet. I like keeping these nice and short and sweet because I feel it's great for someone who who doesn't have the time to just sit down and listen to an hour-long podcast. 12 to 15 minutes is generally quite a good period of time and most people have that period of time throughout their day where they can just sort of maybe go out and get some steps in the evening. It sort of fits that time frame pretty well. So I'll see you guys in the next podcast. This is the first podcast of the week. The second one will be up later. There might be a little change to the schedule just due to me being obviously on stage and and um, be, me being on stage later on in the week and just having to get everything done prior to that. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and I hope this gave you some insight and knowledge and helped you out. Thanks a lot, guys. See you in the next episode.